Anything combat with Johnny K. But it's anything combat though. Welcome back, combats the anything combat show where we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K, and today we're joined by special fighter. He was the PXC champion, former champion. He's in Cage Warriors now. He formed the UFC. He might be the most stylish motherfucker in the game. <laughs> this is round two of Anything Combat with Trevin Jones, also known as Five Star. How are you doing today? What's up, guys? I'm good. I'm good, my man. Good. How was your training session today? I know you were busy. Can you tell, Can you run us through what happened to you today? Um, Today was a very busy day. You know, as fighters, you know, we got to get our attacks down. So um, I think we got an allowance to pay our tax late in October this year. So I got all my tax paid, paid it off. That's always a smile. Um, Had two training sessions today. Um, The morning one I couldn't make because I was so busy because I had to see so many sponsors. Um, I got actually got a fight coming up. I'm just waiting for them to announce it. I just got booked for December 15th. That's great news, too. And, yeah, I ended up getting a good sparring session in, uh, bag work sparring session in, just a class, a uh, striking class, and then we ended up sparring after MMA, full MMA sparring. The boys attacked me, so we're back on, baby. It was a tough day today, but, you know, we got it done. And like I said, it's always a plus when you get those taxes out of the way. It's good. There's been a couple fighters that have wanted to win their fights, like very much so. And I do have to say your fight with Wilson Hayes, I was shitting myself. I didn't have I didn't have doubt that you're gonna win. Uh, but I was nervous. I was nervous. I was screaming yeah. at the team. I wanted mm-hmm. you I wanted you to win badly. Yeah. And I do have to say, dude, that's pretty that's pretty legacy defining win, bro. Like Wilson fought for the flyweight championship mm-hmm. against uh, Demetrius Johnson back in the day. He's mm-hmm. a um he got heaps of bronze medals in ADCC, and he mm-hmm. also got a gold medal around 2004, around around that mm-hmm. period. Yeah. So he's a he's a fucking lethal weapon when it comes to the grappling department. Mm-hmm. How did you find that fight, and how do you feel getting that victory and getting the win column? Yeah, man, Wilson was tougher than I thought. Like I never, I'm not the kind of fighter that just thinks I'm gonna kill a guy. Like I'm prepared for a hard fought decision. But I did feel where my mind was at in that fight that I was going to do some damage. And when I do damage to people, they don't take it the way Wilson took it. So um, going into the fight, I, I looked at Wilson's record very good, you know. And I studied the people he's beat and the amount of wins he have. And you can't get that many wins without being as good as Wilson really was. So that actually was a good, great fight for me too because, like, no matter what I thought of Wilson – other people might know, have a better knowing than me that Wilson is actually really good. You don't get to be Wilson and get the, the respect that he had in San Diego and then uh, climb to the title. I know it's 125. It's a really short division, but at the top, the top four, top six is still really good, talented guys. And um, you don't win ACDC, ADCC. Sorry, I'm a jiu-jitsu guy too. ADCC, you don't win ADCC like that. Man, I clicked this page after because I'm kind of friends with him now, and I saw he's been winning Rio Open. He's been winning a lot of tournaments. He's still actively winning in jiu-jitsu tournaments. So I feel great, man. That was a a great win, you know. I knew it was going to be a good win when I heard his name, but after I got it done and the way we fought and the way I had to overcome the second round, not overcome, like I didn't really get damaged, but he still was playing playing the fight in his department, you know. He was still where he wanted to be, and, you know, 
that's always the best kind of fights when you come out with those type of victories because you you get the full experience. You know, you you get to go back to the drawing boards and work on, and you get to grow and be better than the last time. So um, it's good to get a clean knockout. It's good to get clean finishes. But when you have fights that you win that are hard-fought victories like that, um, you actually get to go back to the drawing board and even get better at, you know, you were good enough to win that fight, but you even get to get better now. So that's the best part. I'm happy about it on that fight. In round two, he had that control time against uh-huh. you. His, mm-hmm. his grappling's pretty savage. How mm-hmm. did you feel in there? Did you think that he um, was positionally good, or did you feel like you were taking a break? What what yeah, was happening in sure. that second round? So for a while, I tried to get up. Maybe like um, he got me down maybe like three minutes and 40 seconds, I think. I, I watched the fight a couple times now. And then he had control time for a while, and... I actually did get up one time in the second round. I had a nice reversal off a back take. I turned out. I ended up on top of him. I tried to take his back, but I tried to take his back too fast, and that's my position too. So I know he's a good grappler because when I get guys in that position, I know you guys see me with the knockouts, but these grappling positions are like you can't even get there with me one time because I'm good there. It's like you didn't train because you didn't expect to see me be good in those grappling positions. But when I clamp you down in those grappling positions and I gain confidence there, I usually get, put guys away, you know. And um, there was a position that I reversed him out and I got him in and I'm good at that position. And he ended up like reversing me back and getting another takedown and he ended up controlling me for the rest of the round that time. When he got that second takedown, I tried a couple basic ways to get up under hook, get up, but like you said, Wilson and Jiu-Jitsu was far beyond that. He knew all the basic shutdowns. But what people are not seeing when the guy can't land good damage and the control's that good is because I'm still got the hips where I'm driving into him. I'm still trying to get up. Even though it'll look like I'm trying to get up because he has the cross face that's making me look the other way, the pressure's more like still going into his arms to the point where if he pulls all the way back, I go all the way up with him. So. I knew if he kept me low, he couldn't do much damage. But at the same time, I knew that that would be his second round. So I said, okay, after a while, I said, let's pull out of this round. We'll give this round to him. He didn't land damage, but we just can't be here again. We cannot be here again going into the third, not at all in the third. And at third, he got a couple of good takedowns too. But like I said, my mind was already set. Like, we cannot be here. We cannot take the same risk. We got to use all the energy to get up. And I had some nice reversals. I was popping a lot of pop shots on the outside in the third. And then I landed a big need, and I tried to put him away. Um, I kind of went for a takedown there, and everyone was like, oh, why'd you go for a takedown? Because I thought if I get a takedown, I thought if I get a takedown, it would just solidify more. And I thought if I get a takedown at the end, I will just ground and pound him out, like grab his legs like I was doing and controlling him up. So, you know, he just was... Man, he was a tough guy. He's been in there. He's been hit. He's been dropped. He's been fought some of the best guys in the world. So he really did have that. Like, I fought some guys that they said were veterans or guys that they said were really good, like Takafumi Osuka. He also had, like, the same amount of fights as Wilson. He's a Japanese guy. He had a different – he had kind of that same veteran style. Like, you know, I came after him a little bit in the first round, um, and he – he was still wrestling back hard. Like, he already been in there. He's been in hitting the face. He's not afraid of that. He's not afraid to know that he could still play his game. And um, I'm happy I had that fight in the books because I knew that Wilson, even even up to interviews, I said, Wilson's, like, being all nice and everything, but I, I know he's a good guy like that, but I know he's going to fight his game. 
And those are the kind of people you got to watch out for. They'll sneak up on you. I know he snuck up on a lot of guys. I know a lot of guys thought, oh, I'm fighting just Shorto Wilson. But he trains. I can, the, the guy's in the gym. He's strong, too, man. Like, I, I weighed in on fight day. I was, like, 151, and he was 157. I'm like, how did this guy get to 157 on fight day? Like, I did stop eating, and I did control my weight because California has, like, a, a weight limit thing. But he didn't even care about it. He just shot right over because we weighed. We weighed in before we fought, and we saw both of our weight, and I heard 157. I was like, oh, my God. This boy woke up. So I was tripping on that. Like, I was 151 on fight day. I could have ate a little bit more. I was comfortable to put on a little bit more pounds, but I think that was good enough weight to be able to move my feet and fight like I fought. Um, if I'd have put on a little bit more weight, probably I would have been able to grapple heavier and get up more just by being a little stronger, but at the same time, I would have, it would have took away from some striking. So I was happy the way it was, you know, I got to learn. The best part is I got to learn and I got to dig deep in that fight too, man. He got some takedowns in that third and I could have easily, anyone could have easily laid down and gave up, but I got up. I still banged shots. I still was popping nice shots. I still found a big knee and you know, it's damages the fight. A lot of these guys are out there grappling and they think like, oh, I controlled the guy for three minutes but I didn't do no damage. Or even if they control for four minutes and didn't do no, do no damage. If that guy gets up and he sticks you and he rocks you, knock down, he's damaged you. You're hurt. That guy's still in a fight. So I didn't need to learn how to look at fights like, yeah, the round was a good round, kind of in his round for grappling. Not my fight, just any fight in general. But look at the, the direction if the round were to continue. You have to look at stuff like that too, like, and it'll help them get better judgment, too. I think sometimes they're judging, like, oh, this guy controlled for three minutes, and this guy landed some shots uh, for two minutes. Or this guy controlled for a minute, and he grounded pound really hard, and this guy landed soft shots for four minutes. I think they still need to be able to weigh the damage to the fight. You know, it's still a fight at the end of the day. We have individual sports for grappling. We have individual sports for wrestling. We have individual sports for boxing. This is MMA. You have to get out here and you got to do damage from each position, not just grapple and hold down because we have a sport for that. So although he did win the second round, um, it wasn't a, it wasn't enough to like think like I'm out of the fight because I protected myself well. Like there was no big damage like where you know like, oh, I can't be here again or a uh, damaging shot that makes me panic into a different position that's going to give him something even better. There was nothing really like that. It was really like sit low. He knew, like, I got to control Trev. Trev's a problem on the feet, too. So you also have to look at it from his point of view, too. Like, he's like, I don't want to let this guy up. He's pretty good on the feet. And I got dropped in the first round really bad. So you have to look at it from his point of view, too. Like, he's holding me down really, really hard not to let me up again. So um, it's good on his part. It's good on my part. Um, you know, both guys did good, great things, you know. He definitely learned from that fight, too. Like, I spoke to him. He's a good guy. We talk all the time now. He learned from that fight, too, but I also learned from that fight. And like I said, that's the best fights, man. The only thing that sucks about MMA is, like, you get one winner and one a loser. But when it comes to one winner and one loser, it's only about what's written on paper. It's the mindset that goes into the next battle. It's the mindset. The paper is just the resume. Yes, you need a nice resume to get to the UFC. And yes, so at some point, you are going to have to get a little streak going and everything, but... You're only as good as you believe you are, you know? If you believe, like, oh, I, I was had an off night, everyone can say, oh, you suck or whatever you want. But if you know you had an off night, you know, then 
you get another chance to come back better and, and show off. So um, that's, that's, that's kind of the goals now. You know, I felt like I, I was not on the right energy because my friend had passed away and, and you can't identify these things. While it's happening to you, you can't identify it. It's just happening to you. And you're just like, you're in autopilot. You really are. And then now I'm catching on. Now I'm like seeing my energy. Like I'm like, whoa, this is the Trev that, where did this Trev come from again? And now I remember this is Trev, you know? It's just that I was, I was out of it, man. I, w- I wasn't in, in the right headspace. So you just end up going with life, going with the flow. But when you fight, you have to have fire. When you have to, you have to be sporty. You know, when you're going to fight, you got to be sporty. So now I'm feeling that sportiness again. I'm feeling like, oh, you want to beat me? Let's see if you can beat me. I'm feeling the competition again, you know. Before I was just out there, like, just, I got to fight tomorrow, you know. I train hard. I always train hard. But, you know, there's a difference from training hard and then going to training, jumping around, and then still training hard. There's a difference, you know. So, we're back jumping around again. We're excited to, for the challenges again. Like, there was a point where I wasn't excited. It wasn't exciting anymore. Now we're excited for the challenges, no matter how hard they are. We're like, we're excited. You know, we're excited to see where we're at. We're excited to see the losses turn into lessons. We're excited to, you know, get a chance to beat a guy that they think could beat me, that put me back in the right position again. So, um, fighting is where your mind's at. A lot of guys think, oh, it's the record. No, it's where your mind's at. You know, you can't lose too much at the same time, too. Like, I got enough losses to to be like a guy that give up. I know a lot of guys with my kind of record right now would not be where I'm at talking like I'm talking right now, not at all. But me, I'm different from them. I fought, like, I got five decision losses uh, before the UFC, and these are all in enemy territory, so... If you get split decision losses in enemy territory, you know you won or you know they, they robbed you. It's point blank period. You know, they're not going to just be giving me these these nods. So I got a lot of nods that I should have. Like I said, my real record should be like 20 and 5. Yeah, my real record should be 20 and 5. And there's fights in the UFC that I've considered under that 5 that I think I did well. And the Cody fight, I think I did very well. The Javid fight, I think I, I won that fight. And then the... The Saeed fight, he missed weight by four pounds, and he only choked me out with, like, 20 seconds left. And the and that, that fight, I was doing pretty well, too, you know. Could have been to me, could have been to him, could have been a draw. Who knows how they would have scored it. But, you know, I had I, I had some moments in that fight, too, you know. And like I said, that was my third, fourth, third weight cut and fifth opponent on that fight. So, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm seeing that if this was fixed, then maybe I could be a better Trev, so... Um, sometimes now if I had a record where I was just doing everything right and things were going as planned and I was still losing like this, then that's when you have to reconsider your career. But right now I'm still feeling the, I can get these guys. You know, I really believe I can get these guys. I know I can get these guys. I train with these same guys, man. Like they are talented, but like I said, it's, it's how I go into the next fight and it's, it's what dog shows up that day. So I'm really learning how to like focus in and dial in to be, Trevin, you know, I need to be Trevin Five Star Jones, and and when that guy's there, like, I'm a hard fight for every anyone, man. Like I fought, and I and I tell myself now too, like, you got in there with the former champion of the world, bro. Like, it don't matter if he's a little bit washed up now, or whatever they say he's been knocked out. Like, it's the mind. It's where it's where I got his mind to be. It's what I saw and what he saw. It's you know I saw the fear of him. I saw him not wanting to attack me. 
I, I'm making these reads also. So like, this is like, oh, that guy was scared of me. You know, a, a lot of these guys are, they don't want to be in there with me. No matter what records say, they know a real fighter when they see one and they know I'm a real fighter. So all these fighters were on their A game. I think like, that's one thing about my career. I've seen guys go out there and fight other guys and I can tell they're not on their A game, but all these guys I fought were on their A game. Like they were like on their best. They know like they're fighting me. They come like this next guy I'm going to fight. He's gonna be on his A game because, you know, I'm 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 a guy that I'm a guy I'm a type of guy that drives guys, you know, to fight well, you know. So when I beat them, it might be a split because I drove that guy to perform highly level, you know. I drove Wilson to come back in that fight and dig deep and then hold me down in a second and then you know hold me down with all his will because he doesn't want to let me up so he can get pieced up again. So I drive these guys to fight really and train really hard in camp and. It's just my style, my attitude, you know, like when I finish a guy, like if it's a knockout, it's a bad knockout. Like it's hurt. Like even if I would have put Wilson in a way with that way, I dropped him and then grounded pounded him up. If he would have went out, he would have probably ate like one or two more shots. It's, it, it was bad. Like even the ref, like letting me land that big knee and I kind of paused for a little bit because he was out. Then the ref let me like will on him. I'm like. It's not worth like now I understand it's not worth it. Not, 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 not. It's not worth it. He's not, he's not, he's, he's fought a lot of guys, he's damaged, I understand he's a hometown guy or whatever, but man, that knee, I felt it on, I felt the knee on my knee on his chin, I felt how his chin buckled, man, he was hurt bad, man, that was a big, big knee, he didn't go out or anything, and he, he recovered back, but man, that's like, your jaw's hurting tomorrow, or your jaw's hurting the whole month, because that knee just messed up your teeth, you need to go to the dentist, you know, it's, it's bad, you know, and imagine if, like, there's more coming after that. It's, like, it's not worth it at some point. So, you know, I understand when the refs do stop it kind of early because I did like Wilson. We spoke before the fight. He was a nice guy. I couldn't get him mad or to say anything bad at all. He just, he was just good vibes all the way through the fight. So when I did get him with that knee, I kind of did pause a little bit and, like, you know, I think that's maybe where I wanted to go for a takedown because it's kind of your conscience. It does what you feel. Like anyone else, I would have knew that 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 was the, anyone talking smack. You you'll know that. Ooh, you got him now. Let's will on him. You'll know, like put him out. But like you know, it's your conscience since he was such a good guy. It's like your your conscience, like you know, just went with the with the with the. With the takedown and let's just grind and pound him out, you know, because I did feel bad for him and that knee. It was it was a bad one. I felt his jaw. So yeah, Trev, man. Mm-hmm. Did did you think that you knocked him out with that knee? Yeah, I did. Absolutely. I thought he was out. Even he was out. He was for sure out. Like if you turn your back like that after getting hit and you're not even facing me, like he wasn't facing me for half the punches. I was like, he was he was backwards. Like should it be stopped? Like you're not even in the contest no more. Um. He just had a veteran. He just had. He was just a veteran where his body was able to go in autopilot to come back and take the beating. But he was not gonna go into autopilot, take the beating, and then do damage back to me. That wasn't gonna happen. He was just gonna go in autopilot, survive, and then get eaten alive because his body is a warrior, and that's what the warrior mentality is gonna do. Same thing my body would have done if I got hurt that bad. But a regular beginner or someone with less experience, once you hit them with that, they're going to roll over. They're going to be like, whoa, that was just too much of a shot, and they're not going to want to 
take any more of a beating after that. But since he's been beat before, since he's been in those positions before, the body already has a, a, a like I said, you, you go through these hard fights, you go home and you adjust. So he already sat down with himself many times and knew that if he gets dropped again, that he's going to stand back up and stay in the fight. And that's the same kind of things I'm telling myself by me being a veteran. Like, no one's going to choke me again with that guillotine and stuff like that. Um, so that's just, that's what you learn. He had experience. Any other guy that was 10 and 0 or whatever, man, he could be anyone because that experience goes a long way. Like, like I said, if that was anyone 10 and 0 or anyone undefeated that never really got tested or, or had someone equal across from them, you hit them with something like that, no matter how talented they are, they're, they're not coming back. He, he's been there before. You were talking about people with a little bit less experience when they get hit with the hard shot. You did that to, I would say, Mario Batista. Would you agree that during that time, he, he instead of instead of fighting through what you hit him with, he kind of just, um, like, he didn't yeah, accept it, but he went out? It was definitely a sneaky shot. Both of them were very sneaky shots. Like, when you don't see the shot, you're definitely hurt. Yes. If Mario was a little bit more of a veteran, or he'd been through that before, then he would have had like a rollover cover-up survive. Um, but now you're seeing a different Mario that's pushing back, going back and forth from other good fighters and still winning the dominant positions because he's been there before. He now knows that if this happens to me, I'm going to keep fighting through it because now he's training further than he's been training the mind, you know? That was his first time getting hit with a good shot night like that. So, like I said, exactly what I said. A guy with less experience, do not that never been tested in that type of way, will not get hit with a good shot like that and believe. It's not that they're not okay. They might be okay. But believing that you can fight and beat that guy after that, that's the problem. That's the experience. It's not that Mario couldn't roll over, cover up. He's going to learn how to roll over, cover up, and... And, and and stay more tighter now and stand up and then work his way back into the fight. But you still got to work your way back into the fight and win the fight, you know? There's a different story there. You know, that's a different level of experience. You know, that's when you fought good guys. So now Mario can start working on, now I got hurt. Now what happens if I got hurt again? How do I work my way back into the fight? A lot of these guys have never been there, even though their records are very nice. So they're not on that type of level. They're usually, you know, evading very well. Um, probably never got hit with big shots and stuff like that. But the day it do come, the fight will be not there. Like like Grant Dawson, this last fight, man, Grant Dawson is so good. He's so talented. Grant Dawson is so good. He's so talented. Like, you get a guy that was on a streak like that, beat so many good guys. Yeah, he beat grapplers and stuff. But still, you could definitely could have been able to go grapple Bobby Green. It don't matter. You can't tell me that you're not in the same league. You were definitely belonged in there with Bobby Green. But, you know... Um, he got caught with that shot and he's been winning. He got caught with that shot and he's been winning. And the way he's been fighting with guys, it's not like it's been back and forth wars. He's been really making, he's been really doing really well. You know what I mean? He's been doing really well. So when you've been doing really well and you meet your match, it's a tough fight. Comes at Chamaya when he fought Gable Burns. He's been doing really well, really well. Then he ran into Gable Burns, who's a little tougher than the other guys he's been fighting or who's fought a little bit, who's got knocked off of Kamar Usman. So he built experience to, even though I get hit with good stuff, now I'm going to fight back more. It's a different 
fighter out there now. You're dealing with a fighter that not only got offense, but that also can, you got to knock them out twice now. Some guys you got to knock out once, but some guys you got to knock out twice. And Wilson was the kind of guy you got to knock him out three times. You know? So against Bobby Green, do you think that when a fighter gets hit early with a really hard shot, they've got the probability of getting out of the fight and getting TKO'd um, at a much higher rate than if they were to accept this, get the same shot in like round three because their body is not acclimatized? They're taking those types of shots yet? I think uh, I will go with, like, a veteran is more able to do that than someone that's just been sweeping people and just beating people up. Someone that's been through a lot of adversity, someone with a lot of losses is more capable of getting through that than someone who has an undefeated or a very pretty record. I would say that. Kind of like de- Darren Elkins. Yes, he definitely has a higher chance than surviving. Like, say if they both got stung with the same shot, the guy with the most losses who's been beat down before – have to, he has the advantage in that category all day. I brought up M- Mario just before. So, to be honest, I didn't like his last performance against uh, Damon Blackshear. Uh-huh. I thought that I thought that they could have given Blackshear the victory. I, I, mm-hmm. I thought that I expected more from Mario, and yes. I feel like he underperformed. Do you think in his next performance he'll get back on track, or do you think this is kind of showing that – Maybe he's not improving. Not everybody can get to the top five, as you know. So honestly, honestly, I think Black Shark's pretty good. Like Black Shark's pretty good. I thought he beat Farad Basharat too. I that was a close fight against Farad Basharat. You know, Farad Basharat is another talented, talented guy. Those Basharat brothers, they really train, man. They they work. Is every that day. Javid's brother? Yes, it's Javid's brother. I so see. Those, those guys are really talented. So. Uh, you know, even in Black Shark in that fight, that's the night I fought Cody. That was a really good fight. Javis brother ended up uh, getting some late takedowns and doing his thing a little bit. But Black Shark was definitely in that fight really well. So when he fought Mario, I know the Bachelor brothers are pretty good. Um, and they train really well and strategical. So I know that the fight that he gave uh, Parat, I know that he would give Mario kind of a fight because I feel just like, I feel like a better fighter than Mario, even though Mario's been winning. I feel like Mario didn't fight the hard guys that I fought, and Mario's really, really good. I know he's good because he's he, he's whipping these guys that are not on his level. So he should be fighting the type of guys that I fought, but, you know, he was more blessed. But at the same time, I just feel like I can beat guys like Mario because it's like their fights are, like, gritty, and I'm the best at being gritty. Like, I'm the best at, like, I got that Wilson in me, too. Like, I can come back. I can get taken down. I can get controlled for a round. And I can fight back. I can get tired and, you know, pull off a guillotine or something like that. You know, you didn't see it much in the UFC. But I do have that style, and I don't quit easy, you know. All you did see in the UFC, my debut versus Timur, you know. So I don't quit easy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Trev, let me ask you about Mario's next opponent. So it's Ricky Simone. Did you know that that fight got booked? No, I don't, but I know Ricky Simone also. That's gonna be a good fight. That's the same style. They're both gonna they want they 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 wanna see who's gonna cancel out the wrestling and everything. You know, that's gonna be a really good fight. Mario is pretty big for a thirty five, but he's pretty good and his coaching and them are pretty good. They're gonna have a pretty good game plan for Ricky Simone that because Simone is short. But at the same time, Simone's a little pit bull, man. He fights well, he gets big wins, his record's nice. Um, that's a nice fight. That's a perfect matchup for Mario. You know, I would love to see Mario versus uh one of the Bachelorette brothers. 
or um, yeah, I would love to see one of that fight too. That would be a good fight too. But um, I I do believe I won the Javid fight, you know, and I do believe that I could beat Mario anytime because his fights are like back and forth and gritty and, you know, I'll end up catching him if he keeps stepping in my zone like that. You know, the kind of guys that edge out with me inside of like Barcelos, he was able to get me down. My knee was kind of bad in that fight. He was able to take me down and control me up the whole time. And that's how he got the victory. Um, probably the worst loss of my life. Um, but I was still in that fight, man. I think if there's a fourth or fifth round, I think I can still get my shot off. I'm a warrior like that. But um, the Javid fight, I believe I edged that fight out. Um, the Saeed fight, it was a very close fight. And the Cody fight was a very close fight too. So, you know, I do believe, like, I could beat these guys still. I do believe I'm a better fighter than I showed. And only time will tell. Let's continue breaking down that Ricky fight. I believe that Ricky's a very good fighter, and I think that Simone will beat Mario via the wrestling. Do you think mm-hmm. I've gotten that right or wrong? Um, No, you're on track. You're on track, but it's going to be hard because why it's going to be hard? Because Mario has the energy. He has the energy. Mario definitely has the energy. He's not a fighter that's trying to fight in one form. Um. I've been like that kind of UFC fighting kind of in one form, trying to just land the big shot because I know the gloves are small and I know if they get kind of tired, I do have that ability and I have the knee injury. So my game was kind of like one dimensional. Not when I fought Mario though, I was ready to do full game. Even when I fought Javed, it was still kind of, you know, I it was still okay, but it wasn't that bad, but it just got worse, man. And, I do believe that Mario's energy will pose a Mario's smart. He fought he fought um short guy. Who he fought? Another short guy. He fought Miles oh, Johns. Yeah. Miles, uh, Miles Johns. Yeah, I actually had him on the show. Miles is a good dude. He fought Miles Johns and he fly Miles Johns was ten and zero. He fly need Miles Johns in the first round, I believe. The end of the first round. Let me he, see if that's right. End of the first or beginning of the second? Beginning of the second. Beginning of the second round, he fought. Hold on, bear, bear with me. Yeah, he got he got him he got him at the start of the second. I had you remember that. I know these guys. I know these guys. Um, but um, let me so, just say that real quick, my bad. Let me just get on that. So he's very good against short guys. Um, because you were asking about his Ricky Simone fight. Mario will yeah. pose some threats with the knees, and he'll have a. Uh, a couple things. It's just going to be a good fight. I don't really know who's going to win. Um, Mario also has good striking. He's very decent. He will let it go. Simone is going to try and get inside and wrestle, body him up. But, man, it's going to be a really good fight. They're, that's a really good matchup, actually. That's a really good matchup. I, That's a pick em to me, man. As much as I do, man, that's a pick em. That's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. It's not going to be one-sided fight. It's going to be back and forth. They're going to be reversing each other up. So with 155, we just saw it with Grand Dawson. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb. After looking at heaps of MMA content, I would say that the 155ers that are coming up, that are on the younger side, they're just not good, Trevin. Like, I know that these guys are world-class and it's a shark tank, but they're not as good as what people are saying. For example, Matuj Gamrot, he... He got a split against Armin, which could have gone to Armin. He got a split against uh, Jalen Turner, 
could have gone to Jalen. He lost to Benil. He got a he got gifted a win when Fazeev blew out his knee. Like, dude, this guy hasn't had a legitimate win in forever. Also, he's gotten dropped in the last four or five fights that he's been in, right? So yeah. now we're we're talking we're talking about him. What were you gonna say? Sorry. I was just gonna it's fighting style. It's back to what we talked about earlier, it's his fighting style. He's a wrestling based heavier guy, so when you got these wrestling-based heavier guy and then you got someone that's going to land good strikes and damage him up, no matter how much control time he got, if someone's going to say, oh, he only wrestled, they don't favor in the wrestling, right? Oh, he only wrestled and he got punched in the face and got a black eye like this. You're going to get these close decisions like this. So I won't say that he's not good because I think his wrestling and everything is excellent. But we go back to what I said. Wrestling alone is not fighting. You need to wrestle and be able to posture over a guy and GP him up, boom, 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 and land the same type of damage that you would land on the feet. You cannot just grapple guys unless you're going to submit them and put them away and then make it with no exception that you won the fight. So I think he is really good because I like Gamron. His wrestling, like, if you give me that wrestling with the ground and pound that I have, then, oh, we got a crazy guy. So I'm not saying you don't have a ground and pound because a lot of these guys are good. But when you have some of these good guys, man, sometimes you're going to get these close fights. The harder the matchup you try and match up the guy, you're kind of not going to get the fight you want to see. You know, that's why the UFC sometimes when they when when you got Sean O'Malley and these guys on the card, they know which fight that people want to see to make a good match. You know, you get some guys that are not even up there getting guys that are very even matchup for them. And then you got so many superstars that are not being like, why is he fighting him? Like, we all know why is how are you gonna? How can anyone be a minus five hundred? Like, the matchup should have never been made unless it was late notice. The max you should get a minus two hundred at max, like two times favorite. You shouldn't even have a three time favorite unless it's not a good match. Okay, all right. So moving on, when when I was talking about Gamrot, I am convinced that the younger generation coming into lightweight are inferior. To the to the older lightweight division, I've got a lot of got a lot of evidence for this too. So with Gamrot in particular, dude, on a real note, Fazeev beat the shit out of him. Let's be serious. Let's be frank, right? He didn't land a single takedown on Fazeev un, unless he was like already in a chain of three, right? Fazeev Fazeev won the first round and then his knee blew out. Unfortunately, someone like a Fiziev, that is a top five lightweight, right? But somebody like in the lightweight division, like a Jalen Turner. Now, dude, Jalen's got all the types of attributes that you would want in a champion. But the only problem with him is that I spoke to his coach. He's like he has the he has all the has all the uh, attributes of a champion, but he might not have the mentality of it. I know that you get flack for saying these types of statements, but I'm not coming from a disrespectful standpoint. I'm coming from a purely analytical standpoint. And when you factor that in, someone like Dan Hooker just outdogged him. This is an older generation fighter beating a younger generation fighter. Grant Dawson got knocked out by Bobby Green, an old generation fighter. You had... um, you had Matush losing to Benil Dariush. That's a younger generation losing to an older older generation. And then you had Fiziev, who's fucking amazing, losing to Gaethje. So that's another younger generation losing to older generation. The only fighter that um, is part of the <clears throat> younger generation is Makachev that, that actually did well. 
right? So you need an athlete on that level. As I was talking about, Islam Makachev is the only younger generation fighter that hasn't lost. I'm talking mm-hmm. about, bro, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being serious when it comes to someone like Guram Kuteledze, someone like Damir Ismagulov, um, Grant Dawson just made the list. But these types of caucus, gener- caucus region lightweights that we thought were like really, really, really good, that we thought on any moment uh, a, fighter, a fighter at the top of the division could lose to, that's just been disproven, bro. I think that these guys are not as good as people are talking about. And I think mm-hmm. the biggest... The biggest win merchant, the biggest win merchant is definitely um, Matush Gamera. And it was very interesting that you brought up that you liked his style because you're the fighter. I'm the, I'm like an analyst basically at this point. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen, dude, there's not a single fighter in the top seven that, um, that, that he can beat with his style, in my opinion. So we'll discuss that, and also just to make reference, the next fight that I'm that that is there in the lightweight division with a younger generation moving up is Paddy Pimblett versus Tony Ferguson. So how do you feel about that fight? Just to start off, um, that's a great fight. Um, like he's, like Dana said, old generation versus new generation. The last time we were here, we got uh, cut short, so now we're back. So we'll run the intro again. He is the former PXC champion. He was UFC fight. He's going to be back. Cage Warriors win streak. The most stylish motherfucker in the game. Five-star Trevin Jones. How are you, Trev? What's up, guys? I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. Good man. So, Trev, Francis Ngannou just fought Tyson Fury. Did you think he won that fight? Um, You know, all the MMA fighters are going to feel like he won that fight just because he did so well. Not only versus a regular boxer, but versus the baddest man on the planet at boxing. So all of us MMA fighters, whether I say I felt he won or he lost, or I say it was a close fight and it could have been a correct call, but Francis did excellent. All us MMA fighters are going to feel like that's a win for Francis because MMA is just so diverse and we cannot focus on one aspect like Tyson Fury can and... He went out there, he focused on that aspect for a short amount of time, which he was strong at, and he did a great, he put on a great fight, you know. We talked about this last time, man. Sometimes you have a winner and a loser, but no guy deserves to lose. Both guys went out there and put on a show for the people, and it was a great battle, and no one get finished. So, like I said, it sucks that MMA has a winner and a loser because we need a winner and a loser, but not all fights. The guy that lost really lost. Sometimes it's just a real good fight. Don't you think that he did well with the knockdown? Don't you think they should maybe run the fight again? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it definitely deserves another paycheck, man. Uh, they're definitely going to run that fight again because now there's going to be more people behind it than the first time. And, you know, they both get to get a big check again. So, um, absolutely, I think they're going to run it again. Um, unless, Tyson's go to, uh, unless Tyson go to running, I'm not too sure. But Tyson has a fight lined up, I believe, so it won't be right away. But that fight should definitely be in the near future. I saw today they're trying to throw Anthony Joshua out at him. And um, I think he should stick to Tyson Fury again before he jumps towards Anthony Joshua. Because, you know, when you beat someone, the other people can see. 
And then they are already trying to find that perfect guy that can beat that style. It's kind of like when I was in the UFC. Like, like we talked about. So when you got a scary style, you get other scary opponents, which might be the best guys in the division. But if you got a style where it's just grappling or you're just submitting guys and it's not so hurtful, you might be very talented and you might always win. But your style, if it's not so hurtful, you might be able to get more wins in the UFC or big promotions because you're going to get more guys that are willing to fight you because your style's not so scary, you know what I mean? So um, when they see you fight and they see your style, they're always going to find a perfect guy to, to, to try and beat that style. So Anthony Joshua is also like a big guy, same stocky, you know, might have power, might be able to throw a little bit more and take a little bit more risk. So that might be a, the hardest fight for um, Francis. So... That's just how it is, man. They see you style, they see the perfect guy that can beat you, and they try and give you that guy. But um, he could beat a lot of guys, and that's what MMA community is proud about. Dude, I think, <laughs> dude, I think they should totally run the Deontay Wilder versus Francis fight. I think that is absolute chaos, and I do see Francis knocking him out. Man, but he's Wilder though. He's so wild. He's not gonna be as crispy. He's not gonna be as crispy and as playful as 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 um Tyson Fury, you know. He's actually gonna bring that same style. Absolutely, Francis can knock him out, but Francis will definitely have to watch out for different shots than what he had to watch out for with Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is a boxer for a heavyweight. For a guy so big, he actually does box, move his feet, trying to be like Muhammad Ali. But then you got. Wilder. He's wilder for a reason. He's going to swing crazy overhands, overhand followed by overhand. And he has power and he's wild. You know, not as Chris. You know, Francis might be able to definitely catch him too. But I think that'll be a great fight because they'll just, I think they'll drop each other, man. You just don't know. You just don't know. Um, Sometimes boxers can, sometimes guys on their first time can overperform too. <clears throat> Francis could have overperformed too, man. We all don't know, man. Um, but like I said, us, the MMA community, is proud that the first guy went out there and showed him up and, and stood his ground and just didn't get ran over. I think that's what the MMA community is proud about, that you did your thing, Francis. Totally. So you were basically mentioning the fact that the fight was close. There's heaps of decisions that we see that you can market for somebody else and you can market for the other fighter. So if you have a if you have a fight where the decision can go either way, don't you think that there should be more no contests and more, more draws? The base the best case study I can see for this, this is, is what I'm saying. Bring, we keep we, we keep bringing them up. Bro, bro, we keep bringing them up. It's the Javid Basharat fight with you. I rewatched it and I saw there was a case for you winning, but there was a case for him winning. So how are you going to detriment a fighter for doing well by giving the decision split uh, to one fighter, making them get to the higher parts, more money, uh, higher higher rankings, um, more publicity, <laughs> and the fighter that the fighter that lost that split decision gets yeah, relegated man. two down. This is this is when a promotion go with the more favorable fighter. I think it happens a lot. I think, man, does these promotions turn in something where it says, ah, this is our A-side. If it's close, it goes to the A-side because we have more marketing direction on this guy. Who knows? That was Patty Pimblett. 
They have all these meetings and stuff like that. So who knows what they're doing with these meetings and special things, you know? I know none of my fights were never rigged or anything like that. So I can't say they're doing anything like that. But I do think they have a direction and they hope it goes in their direction. And they let the ball roll how it rolls. And if their direction turns out great, then they get to do exactly what they wanted their plan to do. But sometimes it can get shut down by the other guy. I believe that's what happens. Um... Um, yeah, man, some fights are real close. Like I said, they do not look like, man, they do not deserve a loser. If half the world think Francis won and half the world think Tyson won, then Francis is taking exactly how you should take a fight like that. You know, it's definitely a loss on your record. And he, I think he's taking it that way because he's not a boxer that worked 50 wins and then that's his first loss. If he was a boxer that had 50 wins and lost like that, he'll probably have his head down and be very upset but I think he's taking it the right way and it's easier for him to take it this way because it was his first boxing fight. It was his first boxing fight. He went out there and fought not, not only a great boxer, the greatest boxer at the time in the weight class and uh, was supposedly the baddest boxer, uh, the baddest man on the planet versus Francis, the baddest man on the planet, you know? So, man, he he's definitely not looking at it like, a loss. He's taking it the right way. He's taking it kind of some way. Like I said, MMA fighters, a lot of them, when they put on close fights, they have to learn from Francis. Like, you might not got half to check, but it's it, it. you didn't really lose, man. It was a good fight. You went out there and did your thing. Sometimes, man, like the, the, the L that comes on your record on paper, like I said, it's just paper. That thing can make you like be at home like with your head down all day if you think about the paper. But you can go watch that fight 20 times and you put up a great fight. You put up a great fight. So I think the result on paper does a lot to people, man. And Francis is definitely taking it the right way. His team, the people, you know, like I said, there's other factors that's making him take it the right way. The money, there's a lot of good things that came with that. But at the same time, Francis is definitely um, taking it the right way. His energy's still in place. He knows he'll get a big fight after putting up a great performance like that. So there's no reason for him to feel like he really lost the only loss that Francis took that night was on paper. Everything else about it was a win. When you look at boxers like Lomachenko, they have like a 300-fight amateur record. Like, they have 300 amateur fights. You look at kickboxers mm -hmm. and Muay Thai fighters, they have 150. When you look at their pro record, they get to the 40-50 fight mark, right? These MMA fighters get 15 fights, and their record might look like, it might look like, you know, uh, 11 and 4 or whatever Francis was which was like 18 and 3 or something his record like non impressive record it's it's a good record when it comes to championship fights and the quality of opponent but when it looks when you look at it from a purely just um objective standpoint it doesn't look the best he goes into boxing fights an undefeated heavyweight who hasn't lost ever ever in boxing and only has a single draw as his only blemish in his whole record. And Francis does amazing. What does this say about MMA fighters skill levels? Like, so do you think that MMA, do you think that MMA fighters have um, much tougher competition on the come up? So this is what it is. It's not that we have tougher competition. Our training it's always going to be much harder because we have more things to worry about, more things to expect. So 
if you do more things and you train more things and you train your mind to know and react to more things, you are technically better. Us in MMA, we are blocking with smaller gloves. We are taking hits with smaller gloves. We're defending takedowns. We're wrestling. And we're trying to give our good shots too. And the distance is totally different. You got to get closer. So Francis is from a sport that is watching out for more things and learning more things at the same time. So if you're doing more, you are definitely a better guy when it comes to... That's why, that's why Tyson didn't expect Francis to be so smart. Like he said, he didn't expect him to have the patience and stuff like that. He got dialed down to one single thing, and that was to box, which he was fairly good and fairly powerful in. So I think it was easy for him to just focus on one thing because MMA, you have to focus on a lot of things, man. And by him having the ability to focus on one thing, like I said, he can overperform. And he went out there and did his thing because, man, MMA is tough. You can focus on one thing. You can be the best striker in the world, and you could just get taken down one time and we cannot see your game at all. Then everyone's going to be online calling you trash, you know? But your striking can be like no one can even stand up with you for a minute. But no one will know that if I take you down right away. So that's how tough this sport is. You know, I could clinch you all day and then change the direction of the fight. So it's that much complicated. And I think it was easy for Francis to just sit and focus on just boxing and, and just focus on the, the keys that Francis was good at and dodge it. I mean, that Tyson was good at and then just watch out. It was much simpler to just watch out and stay alert in that particular game. Much simpler. So the most recent fight that you and me were talking about, we were excited to see it. It was with Javid Basharat. We just made reference to him. Dude, on, in my opinion, I thought that his performance wasn't that good compared to what I thought he would do. Do you think that boils down to the fact that his opponent was really, really good? Or do you think he might have had an off night? Um, I think the fight was going to turn up. I honestly think it was going to turn up after that. Once that first round was out the ice, you know, Javits an undefeated fighter. <clears throat> Sorry. Javits an undefeated fighter. Every fighter that I get in there with him, it's just like when I fought Cody, who was a former champion. You're going to have it to give him his respect to see what he's about. It takes time to see what they're about. Um, but although, like I said, Javits and them train really hard, man. They're really sharp. They have a lot of good... They have a good team right now. Their team has momentum. He's undefeated. He feels himself. You know, Javits, he is good out there. But um, I think the fight was going to turn up because Victor Henry is also good. But... Um, yeah, man, I, I just think the fight was going to get going and it was actually going to turn up. Um, The performance, it, it was a it was a typical Javid performance to me. You know, start off a little bit hot, you know, show his, show his swag a little bit, try and, like, stand tall at the end of the round and look you in the eye and try and get you to come out a little weaker, you know. He tried all that those things against me and I've been watching his other fighting, still studying him up to now. So I'm still on him. I know his game, you know. I'm, I'm still watching him, you know, um... We, we're okay on Instagram, we so we watch each other every blue moon, so it just is what it is. But, um, yeah, man, it was a typical Javid performance to me, man. Victor, like I said, before the UFC, before I was in the UFC, outside the UFC, like I said, Victor will never know. He was my favorite fighter that wasn't in the UFC yet. I'm like, how's Victor not in the UFC? Because me and him was overseas fighting with tough guys, tough Japanese, tough Russians. We were making that trip all the way over there to Russia and things like that, and... When you're that type of fighter and you're able to get wins over there, 
overseas, and you know, you belong in the UFC. That's why I said, man, my record can look like whatever I want. I'm an international fighter. So is Victor, Victor, and he actually has a pretty nice record. So um, I think the fight was going to turn up. Um, um, Javid has good partners right now. He has a lot of momentum, and he has the swag of an undefeated fighter. So, um, yeah, he was still feeling himself. He still feels the way he feels. He feels like Victor quit, I guess, or whatever. Um, but, you know, I think they should just run it back and, and let it go. Somebody had, That's two times, though, man, that, that fight it got scrapped in that kind of way. One was, uh, I think, Victor pulled out, and the second one was a neat nut shot. So I really don't know, man. Um, it's a tough one. It was, it was, I was gonna turn up though. It was getting, it was getting warm, you know. On the same card, there was a really entertaining fight that I want to bring up. It was Jubilee versus um, Brennan, I believe his name was. That yeah. was a fucking hilarious yeah, fight, the kid, man. The kid was on a two fight skid, and he turned up, and he knew he wasn't going home. And he was able to put out that energy and put out the performance he needed to stay in the fight. And, you know, he got it going. He, he got Jubilee worn. He weathered the storm. Jubilee was kind of, like, better than I thought, too, because I, I I knew Jubilee was okay. But he in the beginning rounds, Jubilee was very sharp, man. Like, he was fucking sharp, dude. And he was he was looking good out there. I was like, wow, man, this guy's looking good, man. This Indian's good, you know. No racism, man. The boys, you know, like you said, he's one of the only like Indian fighters in the UFC. So when you see him doing his thing, you're gonna like respect the nationality too. Like, well, if, you know, you're gonna be want to see other guys. You know, he's paving the way. So I felt like that, and he was very sharp, man. So when you think like that, you might see some other Indian guys that come out and they're very sharp, you know, because they're mimicking that style. So I was just like, wow, nice. And then um, it's MMA, man. Keep the the, the dog keeps fighting. You get put away at any time. MMA, you can't win two rounds and then quit the third, you know what I mean? And he didn't quit, but I'm just saying, like, I can beat a guy up all I want for two rounds. I can beat a guy up for two rounds and, f and four minutes if I wanted to. If I decide to lay down that fifth minute and he hit me in the head twice and I quit, MMA, the fight's over. I had a great performance. Sure, we can rematch. I might be able to beat you. But on this night, I lost. So that's how hard MMA is. And that's the game that we're talking about. That's where Francis comes from, too. He's come from the game where at any moment, if you let up, you're out. Any moment of the time you let up, you're out. That's how hard MMA is. Like You can do good all you want. Any moment you let up, you're out. <laughs> I really liked his fight style. I think Jubilee looked great in that fight. Round one and round two is piecing him up. And then all of a sudden... When I started seeing Brennan start barking at him like a dog, I he couldn't was. believe he, I couldn't he got believe a little carried it. away though. He got a little carried away, but he really <laughs> did. I was like, Yeah. I loved it. It was pretty good, man. He was he was chanting he was chanting USA and he was barking at him and I don't know maybe he psyched uh, Jubilee out I don't know if it was mental warfare but in that <laughs> third round there was a lot of running and a lot of uh, retreat from Jubilee and then what I found weird man was they didn't re-sign Brennan they they let it let him go you think this is the is a dumb decision on the UFC's behalf they let him go off a win like that yeah they didn't re-sign him. He didn't get a new contract. What was he? He was uh, he was two and one, right? 
I don't know what his record was, but when I saw the news on Instagram, it said fighter removed uh, Brennan or whatever his first or last name is. I forgot, right? It, I saw his name and it showed the photo of him fighting Jubilee. And I was surprised. I thought they would have signed that guy. And he's a hilarious character. Imagine him barking in all the other fights they could have so scheduled him for. Man, that's weird. That's weird, man. See, this is why I feel okay, man, because the UFC let me bang out all four. You know, I dropped four, so... I know I was, like, in the good graces, and I was doing my thing. Like I said, man, I was doing my thing, taking all the hard fights that no one wanted to take. So when the opportunity called on the back end, I still got that fight with Cody, and I was down, you know, because I was taking all the hard guys on. Javid, Barcelos, you know, um, Mario was late notice. Victor was late notice. Cody was late notice, you know. All those fights were late notice. I had four late notice replacement fights out of the six, so, and I had one time when I weighed in and no one showed up when I was supposed to fight Ronnie Lawrence, so, you know, I weighed in seven times and I was ready all those times, so the UFC did pay me my respect by letting me, you know, fight everyone, so I do think I was in, the, I was not getting the favorable fights, but if I won those fights, I'll be in great, great graces with the UFC, and I think, like, with a couple wins down the line, I can make it back because of, I was the way I was, you know, they, they, they know they can rely on me, like, let's call Trev, he's 1-3 now, let's call him, he, he'll fight this guy, you know, so that's what I did, well, um, who knows what went into that, Brennan could have turned down other fights in the past and stuff like that, they don't like that, that goes into letting people go, um, his back could have been against the wall. He had to take that Jubilee fight, and then he ended up winning. But I think off a win, he should get at least another contract. And then even if he lose the next fight on that contract, like 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 if he came back, they gave him another four-fight contract, and he lost the first one badly. They can go ahead and release it then. But off a performance like that, he might start skidding uphill, so he definitely deserved another fight because Jubilee was very sharp in the beginning. But, man, um... I don't know, man. That's management. That's something went wrong there. He wanted too much money. Who knows what it was? So I don't know what it was, but I don't know what his record was. I know he was down two. I don't know. I don't know how he only did three fights. If it was three fights, because they said he was 0-2, right? And so now he's 1-2 and two in the UFC. Yeah, he probably should have had another fight, or I don't know what happened. Something could have happened. Negotiations, they said no. They got other guys. The roster's overstacked. Man, I don't know. That's tough for him, because... That's, that's, that did not happen to me, so I can't speak for that. Don't you think <laughs> that you weighing in all those times, don't you think that maybe if you were to, like, you can't change the past, but let's say if you were to think about it a little bit differently and you were just to take a little bit more time off and take maybe, like, easier matchups and just get those KOs and subs up, do you think that would have been a smarter play? Because you we already discussed you were only I taking half fights. You see how some of the guys try and ask for some of the guys? I tried to ask for not like the weakest guys, but I tried to ask for medium guys or the guys I was previous booked against. They never wanted to give me those guys because the way I had knocked out my first two opponents was what I talked about. It was scary. It was scary. Yeah, so, I forgot. Yeah, so no one... So I asked for all these guys. Believe it or not, I asked for a lot of guys, man. They never signed the paper. They never got me those... Those guys, so they had to just put me against the other scary guys who they believe will fight me and was also had the same attitude as me. And those other guys happened to be tough as well. That's all it was. Those guys were also the other tough guys, you know. Um, 
Cody didn't really out tough me and out do anything against me. He just like strategized, really played it, you know, to to inch the fight away, and that's how he really beat me. Um, the one that really only beat me with a good game plan was Barcelos. You know, like you said, you watched the Javid fight. It was a close fight, right? You agreed that was a very close fight. That fight was close, man. I thought I had the more powerful shots. I think he barely hit me in the face. If he hit me in the face, um, he had the good knee in the beginning, but before that round, I was winning before the knee. And then after he did his little boom, 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 after he need me, he threw his little flurry trying to like finish me. Once he couldn't finish me, I started coming back again at the end of the at the end of the uh, round. So I honestly think the first round should have even been a nine nine round if they wanted to give it to him because of the knee. It still should have been a nine round because I was winning all the way up into that knee, and then I was winning after the knee, and I had big shots in the first round too. And he did have the boom hurt me, but. I think it should have been a nine round, nine round because I was winning all the way through kicks, everything. And then the second round, I think I won the second round, and I think I won the third round. So I don't know, man. That was a tough fight to score, man. I don't know. They were adding the pressure. They want to look at the counter, counter kicks, backing up. Yeah, I backed up a lot in that fight, man, but I did well in that fight. I didn't get hit in the face in that fight. Um, He hurt me with the knee, and that's all I remember in that fight. Other than that, I think I did pretty damn good in that fight, man. Not enough to, like, that's one of those fights where, like, ah, so close, but... It's rough, man. Unanimous, de unanimous decision? Nah, dude. No way I lost unanimous in that fight. The only one that really got me was Barcelos, bro. Barcelos and Sahid, of course, but, you know, the Sahid fight was close, too. He missed weight by four pounds. He ended up choking me out. That was my third weigh-in. You know, three... I was in the bubble for three weeks, bro. Like, no one understands. I weighed in three times in a month span. That's in the bubble. It was COVID time. I was not training in the bubble for three weeks, bro. Like, I thought about that myself. Like, wow, that's crazy. Trev, how much did that hurt you to do those weight cuts at that time? Did it hurt your body? Man, you know when you're in the UFC, you're on that type of streak. You just beat Tamir. You just beat Mario. You think you're invincible. And it's not that I think I'm invincible. I was just... I upgraded myself to a new level. So I was trying to get to a new level. Like, if I, 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 it was very possible for me to finish the heat in the second round, too, another 10 seconds. I could have finished the heat in the end of the second round with the takedown when I mounted him and everything, too. So that fight could have ended up going my way with a couple more seconds. That I had a little bit more energy. I reacted a little quicker. So he missed weight four pounds. I think he makes weight that night. I think I still win that fight. That four pounds off him is going to help towards my game a lot. It's going to help towards control, especially the way I fought in there. It's going to make him work harder, be a lot weaker, and have to rehydrate a lot more. So I think that four pounds, he take that off. I win that fight that night. Um, I think not my third weight cut, and he missed weight. I can win that fight still because that's still the way the fight win, but I'm not on my third weight cut. I think I'll be more sharp. So there's a lot of factors that went into the fight that night that um favored him and it was such a close fight man yeah i didn't have energy to really explode much but i hung in there well and i got my moments and i almost finished him so it was still a good fight and then i saw how good he was in wrestling after that because keep in mind this is a late fight for me i do not know how good this kid is you know what i mean i do not know what's his real game i only got like a little time to study for him i had how many opponents that time and he comes in so he just comes in i'm like oh it's okay i studied Five guys already. I don't want to study another guy. We're just going to fight, you know? And um, I saw him fight Sahid Nomagomenov, and he fought Ronnie Lawrence after me. And I saw how good his wrestling is and the fact that I was controlling him up against the cage and everything the whole time. I, you know, I feel good still, you know? I just got to clean some things up, and, you know, my game is my, my game will be good again. I'm still working.
one thing that I saw, I've been so fucking critical of the UFC's middleweight division. I've been talking shit. I've been the most vocal about how terrible it is for forever. Dude, I'm going to put it out there. I'm so impressed with the amount of talent that has been pulling into that middleweight division. You have the one-eyed Russian, Shara Bullet. You got Joe Pfeiffer, Bo Nickel, Nalsuton Ruziboyev. You've got you've got uh, Roman Kopilov. You've got Drikas Duplessis. I could go on. You've got Hamza Chemaev. Dude, this division is looking like the single most competitive division in the UFC. It's the most exciting division right now. Yeah, it's with really... new guys. With new, with new talent, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It used to be kind of shit. Like, like when Derek Brunson, when Derek Brunson beat every single up-and-comer that was uh, in the division, yes, it was kind of shit. And then the only person that really got past him was Israel Adesanya. And now that Israel's kind of fallen off, the, actually, dude, the division... Actually, I think Derek can beat guys. Why? I think Derek has a style that just will wear on guys if they're not super sharp. Like, Derek can still beat some of these talented guys because what we're seeing in some of these guys, they're sharp. These guys you're talking about are pretty sharp, you know? Um, when Derek fought... Do you, do, you guy, think, do you think that the fight style, when it comes to him having blonde hair and you guys both being African-American, do you think that fight style contributes to him beating all the up-and-comers? Um, I'm not too sure, but I, I fought... <laughs> Derek fought Duplessis, right? He fought yeah. Duplessis today. I fought um, Cody. And he was that good. the same card? He had Duplessis hurt many times in that fight, you know? And then he was retiring and everything, but he saw what Duplessis did to Whitaker, and he's like, what? I want back in because I wasn't that bad. You know, I could still beat these guys. And I agree with him, man. I agree with Derek on that one, man. I think um, some of those guys <laughs> you're talking about are very sharp. And yes, they can beat Derek if they're really sharp, they're perfect, but I think Derek is durable and he has a funny enough style that can wear on you and then he can keep some powerful shots in. And I think that style can give guys a hard time because I do believe that Duplexi is very strong and Derek was doing very well in that fight. It was back and forth until it was over. And um, yeah, I, I, I think Derek is a good guy to see if you want to take yourself to the next level because he can be that level, and he cannot be that level. But um, Israel, Israel, what Israel did to him is just Israel sharp like that, you know. And then Israel is sharp like that. He's definitely the opposite of Derek, and he was able to just be taller and longer and just piece him up. But you know, even if that fight was to get ran back, um, and Israel's not on point, if Israel's not on point, Derek can still give him a hard fight, I believe, because of the style he has that durable style so i think just israel's on point enough to just make him look silly but you know Derek is still a great fighter and and you know he's not the best fighter in the world you know you're not gonna like his striking it's not chris there's things like that but you know sometimes um there's attributes that make fighters fighters and styles and then like you said that blonde hair and me back to that question we got that durability boy the demolition man is out buddy the demolition man's out boy when you see that black guy with that, that with that blonde hair, you know the heart's on the line that day, and we're ready to go to war that day. I, you know, and I gotta look at it like that too, because when I fought Timur that day, only the day of the fight I was able to watch Timur, and I'm like, I gotta fight this guy after making weight like that. And then I just told myself, Trav, you're just gonna go out there, and every all here's on the line, 
And that's what I did. Fight back. All yours on the line. Don't quit. And I know as long as you don't quit, you can win the fight. Bro, I just I completely forgot about Derek when you when you brought him up. I was really thinking about that. Derek gave Yo Romero, gave Whitaker all these really big problems. Duplessis, these problems, right? These new fighters that I brought up to you that are on the come up that look really good. Yeah, they're good, but they're strikers. And Derek's got a complete MMA game. So now that you bring that up. Looking back, Derek could beat these guys, and that's probably why the UFC got rid of him and he went to the PFL. Do you think if he was in here, do you think that he would beat the up-and-comers, and how do you think he'll do in the PFL? I actually think Derek's going to be strong in the PFL. I think there'll be one. I think there's definitely going to be one or two guys that's going to, you know, be really, really good, like a UFC fighter, but I think if they put in these guys that are uh, mediocre in front of him, then Derek is going to be, he's a perfect addition to be a champion in the PFL. He's a great addition to the PFL. Um, he's definitely top talent. And, you know, like, man, how many champions you get in, in the organization, you know, it's just a rare spot. You know, you can still be good. You can still be a champ. You can still be the one of the best in the world. But, you know, only one guy or three guys every eight years now get that champ spot. So, it's just a tough spot to get to, but, you know, a lot of us are talented, too, man. A lot of us work hard, you know. You know when the guy's trash, trash, you can see it. Like, he don't belong here at all. But, you know, I feel like as long as you belong there, you should be able to get a fight. As long as you put on good fights and fight other guys that are also really good, I think you belong a pro, you know. You belong in the top. Like, I think the UFC can still be using me right now. Like, I can still beat guys. Like, they be letting guys go. Like, that guy can't beat a guy they just signed, you know. Like... I can beat these guys you just signed, bro. What are you... You're going to go... Let a, let me go and get a worse guy? Like, what do you expect this guy to get that good? And then and, and just, just you know... Or, or you're just rotating? I don't know what it is, man. But, you know... um, Some of these guys, they got are trash. You know, some are talented, man. Beautiful games. But, you know, a lot of guys, they got are trash, too. Trev, one fighter that shares what you and Derek have, that demolition style, is Kevin Randleman. Do you think if that type of athleticism was in the current light heavyweight and heavyweight picture, do you think he would be ragdolling people nowadays? Um, yeah, man, look how good he, he was. A, he was a he was a tough motherfucker too. <laughs> look what Cain Velasquez did when he was using wrestling so well in the heavyweight division, man. You know, just because it's heavyweight, they get paid the most. Um, they just get paid the most. They, they get, yeah, heavyweights get paid way more than the smaller guys, bro. And it's not fair because we're way better than them. We put in way much time to them. We run harder than them. We put in way more work than them. But they make triple as much as us because one of their punches might break the other guy's face completely, I guess. So they definitely get paid more, but... They don't deserve to get paid more than us small guys, bro. Us small guys go to work, bro. We really put in work. We really put in runs. We really sacrifice everything, you know. We're small guys, you know. We look good, too. We could just go fuck off with a girlfriend and do nothing, you know. But we're we're we're, we're, we're there to work, too, and we put in the most work. And we, we put this over everything, too, man. But sometimes the small guys don't get paid as much as these big guys that I see at some of these gyms that... um. Don't work as hard as me. You know, I've been to all the gyms in the world, man. Sometimes the big guys are like, don't get me wrong, they're talented and they're good, but 
and they're doing what I'm doing, but they're doing what I'm doing at a much slower pace, you know? And I'm like, wow, how did these guys get paid quadruple more than me? I'm like working hard, you know? And I had to answer, and we had to work hard to stay small, you know, like small is healthy. Like we small only because we got to stay small to be healthy. Maybe we should just get fat, be heavyweights and get paid the most, you know, try to go up to 185 then and just be a short oompa loompa looking for the check, you know? I don't know, bro, but you know, I know us small guys are the hardest working guys in the gyms and outside the gyms. So I think us small guys should get paid equal with the big guys get paid. Because our skill set is far more technical, like far more technical. When it's the heavyweight, you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a King Velasquez that might take you down, but on the pound you at one point you knew that was my that was one of the options. Or, you know, you're gonna get Junior Dos Santos who's gonna knock you out. Boom, you knew the options. It was very simple. You didn't expect no rear naked choke, ankle pick, back tape, dark choke. You didn't expect all these knee bar. You didn't expect any of these things. But when you got these small guys, you know, any position you put us in, we might have something there if you're caught slipping. So our skill set is much more diverse. Trev, you just brought up Cain Velasquez. Like the really balanced grappling-based heavyweights do so well. Now we've got Jalton Almeida. I When I was breaking down this fight that he has just, uh, I think it's next weekend against uh, Derek Derek Lewis, I think that Jalton's most likely going to either take him down, get his back, and then get the rear naked choke. What do you think? Yeah, man, I will say that. That's definitely an option. Like I said, sometimes you can see the options of the fights with these big boys, right? You can see Derek's weak there. That's what you want to do. But if I if you ask me what do I think, I don't know, man. I told myself, Trev, you don't belong in the UFC and fucking Derek Brunson or... You don't belong in the UFC if Derek Lewis is hitting a fly knee before you. I was like, yeah, Trev, go home, boy. Take your ass home, Trev. Derek Lewis is doing a fly knee before you. Yeah, come back better, Trev. So, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can say that against Derek, man. Derek was jumping fly knee, boy. If you get, if you get our mind right, we're going to hurt you, bro. Derek can hurt someone, too, bro. You know what I mean? Almeida could do that. He could do that. But like I said, it depends on which um Derek Lewis shows up. If a determined Derek, like if Derek Lewis was coming off two losses in a row, that's the Derek Lewis I want to see fight him. You know, we got a Derek Lewis that's coming off a win. Is he still motivated? Is he still, because I know that fight, he was motivated. That's why he had the energy. He knew no way I'm going to lose one more. I'm going to come out. I'm going to do my game. I'm going to try hard. And that's what we saw. And he sparked him. He was nice, you know. And, you know, we all, like I said, we all know he ain't flexible. We all know he ain't going to do no knee bars. We all know what Derek's going to just try and, boom, put you out with that power. So that's what I mean about the heavyweights. We we can expect what we're going to expect. And when we see something different, it's, like, amazing. But, um, yeah, small guys, it's definitely a full MMA game out there with us. But, yeah, man, I don't know what Almeida's going to do. That's what we expect. We expect, take him down, that'll be the the path to victory. You don't want a chance getting hit by Derek, right? So that'll be the path to victory. But if Derek can fend him off and hit him, who knows? Who knows? He did it. 
I was scrolling past Instagram, just fucking around, right? And as I'm scrolling, I see you, and then I skip it, and then I go back. I go, was that Trevin Jones, right? I go back to the post, and you're on someone's account yelling about about your opponent wearing jeans on the treadmill. Why the fuck would you wear jeans on a treadmill? Can you run me through this? So my opponent had said, Trev, he was like, you know, he he." He was trying to troll me, you know what I mean? The fight was set, all papers were signed. So he was like, Trev, you're 0.5 Jones to me, you know? You're not five star, you're 0.5. I'm 10 stars all the way, baby. He's like that to me. So to me, he's saying like 0.5, you know, 0.5 is weak. When we're talking about five star, we're talking about, you know, he's he's calling me 0.5, right? So 0.5 is someone that you don't got to get on a treadmill that quick for jeans because he means nothing to you. It's only a 0.5. What do you consider yourself, a 0.6 or 0.4? You got to get on a treadmill for me? Like, I'll go home and get some jeans. I'm only fighting a 0.5. I'll I'll wait to run. I'll wait to run. You know, I'll get that run in later. I'm only fighting a 0.5. So I have to let him know. You you can say you're fighting a point five, but you ain't gonna act like you fighting a point five. You're gonna train, boy. That's exactly why you got on those treadmill with jeans, cause you know you need to get to work right away. So I have to let him know. What do you think about his style? Do you like his style? And do you think you're gonna finish him via guillotine round two? Ha <laughs> I like your addictions. You're you're not far off anything. Stop. We're not gonna go there. But. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, he, it's, it's just a good fight because he has, he has something to win. He has an eight fight win streak, you know, um, he definitely doesn't make me as excited as, uh, when I got the Wilson fight, um, because Wilson has a big name, you know, it's always good to fight a guy with a name, the Cody fight, you know, I was excited just to wake up was rough on three weeks notice. Didn't really get a cap, but those are the kind of fights I do good in. Um, these fights, I beat a lot of guys with this type of record too. Talented guys already. I beat a lot of guys this kind of record. You know, sometimes they feel like it's gonna be a close fight because they look at my losses. But like I said, when I'm that right guy on that day, they cannot hang with me. So I'm looking to make it that kind of day. Like make this kid know he cannot hang with me. Yeah, he's on a fight win streak, but none of those guys are me. And I just fought tougher competition and been dealing with more type of styles than him lately. Um, he's been fighting the same kind of style, the kind of strikers. Um, he's been able to back up counter them. You know, I watched a couple of his fights. You know, I thought at least three of them or two of them could have went to the other guy also, you know. So he's not really starching these guys either. These are these are close fights. He's won eight, but some of them are close. A lot of them are close. Um, I why, think, do you, um, why do you think that he's, uh, he's undefeated in cage warriors? Why yeah. do you think that he hasn't gone that, like, big opponent? Why hasn't he really found himself in either like the PFL or Bellator. He's 30 years of age. I don't understand why he's not in the UFC or something if he was that good. I was actually going to troll him on that. Like, bro, if I'm point five, I never even had eight fights. I never won eight fights in a row. I think I was on a 10-fight win streak at one point, to be honest, because I had won four. I lost two split decisions, and I won four again. And I thought, like, and I had a split decision loss before that one that I feel I won. And I had won two fights before that. So I actually think I was on like a 13 or 11 fight win streak or something at one point. Because I did win those split decision fights. They are both away. The ACA fight versus Rodrigo Pryor, I thought I won. And then the fight, the five-round fight in Korea, the Grand Prix final that I did, I won that fight too. So um, 
I thought I had that streak, so I understand the saucy's feeling. You're on A5. I wouldn't streak. You're feeling good. You beat some decent guys, but none of those guys are me. Um, I think if you were a lot as good as you think you are, the UFC would have called you, especially in this time of day, eight fights in a row. Cage Wars is pretty known, man. They're doing pretty good. Um, But at the same time, I'm that fight for him, right? I'm that fight for him, you know? I'm the one that's going to get him in. I'm his ticket, so he needs this win. This is the one he really needs, you know? Um, Yeah, he probably needs my name. I don't know why he never fought Wilson. I think Wilson will beat him because Wilson has that style and I just clash his style. You know, that is What, like grappling? You think that... You think that do you think that Wilson would uh, beat him because he could mix up the grappling systems a little bit better? I think that Wilson will beat him not because of that, because Wilson was able to like get me in bad positions, and I just think I'm tough enough to hack those bad positions, and I don't think a lot of guys are tough enough to hack those positions that I was in because Wilson is good there. Like, I'm good. People are like, oh, Wilson got here. I'm good. I'm good. Trust me. You put a regular guy in front of me, I'll make him look silly, so... Um, the fact that I'm being honest, that just Wilson's really good there. I'm not, I can do that to Wilson, too. You know, I had him on the ground, pounded him up, too. But Wilson was experienced also while being good in those positions. He just has so much time and stuff there. And I think, like, this guy might be able to punch on him, too, and hit him like I hit him. But I think if Wilson puts that guy in those positions, I think he'll just put him away and finish him because I've seen him do it to multiple guys. That's what Wilson does to so many guys. And, he, and, then, and then when I was studying for... Wilson, I didn't believe he can put me there and keep me there even in the second round as long as he did. I didn't believe it. I'm like, nah, I'm good here, you know? And I couldn't train there. Keep in mind, my foot was hurt, but I still had belief in myself. Like, nah, I'm strong, you know? I'm not going to let him do that to me. And then he was able to do it to me. Then I just respected it after. Like, oh, now I can see why you did that to all those guys. So um, I just think Wilson, I think he, he probably could beat him too, but I think Wilson is just like the ultimate hometown favorite and Wilson is experienced enough to just dig through like he did to me and try and get him. So that's why I think he could beat him. But the kid's good, man. He's on the 85 win streak for a reason. He throws nice counter boxing shots. He has good boxing. He has good body shots. Um, um, not anything I haven't seen though, man. He, he, he says he's like acting like he's some dog or whatever, but he fights like Connery going back a lot too. He's kind of like me when I, my regular style, like just going back, Connor with good, nice shots. You know, I could fight like that too. You know, so um, it's definitely every fight's a challenge. You know, he's good, but I definitely can beat the style. I definitely can do a lot of things to him. I definitely can knock him out too. You know, so I really don't know what I'm gonna do to him because I'm training everything. I'm training to just clean him out and look sharp doing it and just make him look silly and show him that there's levels in there. Even though I have all these losses that I fought good guys consistently, I'm an international fighter. You know, he has, he's fighting guys six fight, one streak in that very same promotion. And yes, it's like, they worked you up, bro. They worked you up. And you know, guys that get worked up, get good too. Like Javi got worked up too. And he's actually doing pretty good, you know? Um, so yeah, they worked him up, you know? So right now he's feeling good. Like he's like, yeah, I'm going to Trev ain't nothing, but these are the fights I do good because if you run into me, I can I can put you away. You know, you're not going to do the Cody footwork where you're going to run away and play smart. If you run into me, bro, I'm going to get you, dude. So I'm like, yeah, come this way. You know, I'm like, yeah, come this way. This is what I want. Bring your dog out because I'm good at the dog fight, bro. Like, I'll hack my beating too. I'll take my licks too. You know, you can hurt me or whatever. My body don't quit in there. I don't feel nothing in there. It's like... Maybe when a fight's over, you feel all your licks and bruises, but you got to just put me away and let the ref stop it, and that's the only way I'm going to quit. But you can hurt me, whatever. If I go down, 
I'm going to try and protect myself well. I train, I protect myself well. People don't know that. That's an attribute too, like to protect yourself after being hurt. And, and you know, um, a lot of times I'm very good at that. So all the time I'm very good at that. So, you know, he can get good shots in or do whatever he wants to do, feel himself or whatever he wants to do. He's fighting a different fighter because I got that mm, extra and he ain't never fight nobody with the extra. And on top of that, I got skills, bro. Like, I'm better than this guy, bro. I'm better than this guy. I'm waiting for the new hairstyle. What hairstyle are you going to rock for the fight? I don't know, man. I got to figure that out too, right? We'll see what's up, man. We'll see what's up. It's going to have to be something nice, though. It's going to have to be something cool. We'll see what I'm feeling. Right now, I'm just in like this. I'm in like this stealth mode right now. I'm just flowing my training right now, you know? And then when I start to to get to like this three weeks out and, and I just feel my energy goes... I'm just sharp and I'm everything's firing off. Then I go with the vibe. Then I'm like, yeah, now we go with this, baby. This is what's gonna happen to him. That's when I figure it out. Right now we're too early in camp. Like we're like a week or something in, so we're still figuring out how everything's gonna go and what exactly is gonna be the extra, the the exact game plan. Cause we gotta see what I'm firing off on too. You know, it's not so about like we're gonna work on what he's good at, but I gotta know what I'm firing off for this camp too. What I feel like doing to him, what my body wants to do, and then we'll decide. And then I'll pick something off. You know, the way I feel. Pick the song off the way I feel too. I make my predictions. I'm pretty accurate. I make money on sports bet. You know, you know me. I do this well, right? So mm. I predicted Volkanovski to win. I know. I know. I'm a man of my word. I will say. I will say when I have fuck ups. I predicted Volk. I saw something that wasn't there. I saw that Volk was supposed to beat him in the striking, and he would do well in the grappling because of the first fight. But it turns out. Islam uh, had needed a little bit more hydration. He went to Australia, so it wasn't his hometown. He might have been a little bit flustered without Khabib in his corner. For, for a lot of Islam, uh, from Islam's perspective, it was a bad situation for him. Then he proves that he had all the all the right attributes in his corner, and all of a sudden, he hits the most beautiful head kick I've ever fucking seen in my life, right? So Islam Makachev looks great. He looks like a complete problem, a fighter that we actually haven't seen, an archetype of a fighter we've never seen in MMA. I would have given his grappling like a 9.4, 9.5 out of 10. Amazing, right? Best grappler in MMA right now. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he levels up his striking, and now you would consider his striking a 9. Best defense in MMA. Volkanovski was the only one to get rid of his defense, and then in the rematch, Volkanovski couldn't hit him. He's got an amazing clinch. Uh, he's got elbows, knees. He's so versatile, doesn't get hit, and then when he hits them, he's got amazing overhands, he's got good punches. He's got insane kicks now to the leg, to the body, to the head. Dude, this is one of the most complete fighters we've ever seen. Um, what was your reaction to seeing the head kick? I was personally really upset. So my reaction is like... Um... Volkanovski short, so of course that was always a possibility. Um, to me, it's not that big of the way you're putting it because that was always an option. Remember when we were talking about the heavyweights, like an options when you got that short guy and that tall guy? That was always an option. Like, what if he head kicks him because he's short? Like, same thing with my foot wasn't hurt, I would have been throwing head kicks at Wilson too. And if it would, if and if it would land, 
yeah, it would have been crazy to see Trev get a head kick knockout, but by me being taller than him, that's an option, you know what I mean? So I don't see when, that. When, as... Volk, when Volkanovski got finished in Australia, he got head kicked too. Yeah, so this is how I feel, right? I feel like Islam's been knocked out early in his career, boom, and what that knockout did to Islam and his team, it made them not want to ever let that happen again, right? So they're like, no, we're going to grapple, grapple, grapple. They're kind of ten- They're kind of tense. They don't want to strike. You know what I mean? And these fighters are great fighters. They have striking too. What happened was you're just seeing other guys that don't believe they can hang with them in grappling, and they notice psychologically. They're like, that guy's a striker. He's not going to grapple with me. The Russians know that, so they get to pick and choose their battles. They get to say, they get to decide if they're going to strike with this guy or grapple with this guy. So Volkanovski did good in the wrestling, right, like no other guy did. So he said, now nah, I'm not going to grapple with Volk no more. Volk's tough, my takedown Volk's good. Now nah, I'm going to work on striking head kicks because if you look at the first fight, Ism did have success in the striking too. He dropped Volk a couple of times. He did a good thing. So what happens with the second fight, he just had more confidence to strike with Volkanovski and the head kick was always an option. Um, if he had another fighter that was like his size that had powerful striking, that guy would have said, I'm not going to grapple with Volk. Like if he fought Poirier, right? He's like, I'm not going to. He's not going to grapple with me. He's going to try and strike me. So when he's going to fight Poirier, he's going to shoot right away. He's going to go back to his wrestling. He's not going to risk it at all. These guys have striking. You're just not going to see it against certain guys because that guy's also dangerous in that department too. And the Russians are excellent at just fighting where they need to fight to get the fight done. The the Russians know how to win. That's one thing they're good at. They're good at the sport of MMA. That's what I'm really noticing now. Um, Some of these guys, some of them are not even real fighters. But they're good at the sport of MMA, you feel me? You got to be good at the sport of MMA, you know? I feel like I'm tougher than a lot of the guys I lost to, and I could beat them. But uh, on that particular day, they were just a little bit smarter than me in MMA. Sometimes you just got to be smarter than your partner. Not everyone you can beat heads up. I think I brought this up to you. Like, a lot of people want to see a guy just clash into another dog and overbite the dog. Sometimes you can't overbite the dog. Sometimes you have to run around the block three times if the dog chase you, get tired, hide behind a wall, boom, whack him with the stick. You got to do something tricky sometimes, you know what I mean? Cody did a little too much of that, though, you know? He ran around the block way too long. <laughs> but not that much running around the block, but, you know, sometimes you got to you gotta have a strategy. And um, at a certain point... You use the strategy. That's the thing, too. If a fighter's on a certain amount of win streak or whatever, they might play it a little safe than normal because now they're defending something else. You know, they're defending the win streak or whatever. So that's what you're seeing with Islam, too. You're seeing him not want to strike with guys. He has striking. He's not going to strike with you. Why? He got knocked out at the beginning. He's on this crazy win streak. He doesn't want to lose that over one punch. Let me go to where I know I can out-grapple you. Let me grapple you because even if you grapple me back, I'm good enough to believe I'm a better grappler than you. So that's why you're seeing Islam and Khabib just boom, boom, grapple, grapple, grapple because they're willing to contest anybody in that department. Dude, I write the insight. I really do. But what I was bringing up before was his striking man. When I look at the best fighters of all time, you think of prime GSP, the striking into the grappling, the grappling into the striking. Dude, it's all fucking there, right? Islam looks like the archetype of someone that's so well balanced in MMA. We might be looking at, I'm telling you right now, I know it's recency bias with every single fighter. But no, dude, you're absolutely we, right. 
These wrestlers might be... are sharp, bro. I'm noticing it too. Like these guys, like like I said, they're good at the sport of MMA. They know how to compete consistent. And like I, I used to have this thing about fighting all the time, and I still want to fight all the time. And I see like these guys are pussies. They only want to fight when they're ready, which is true. But when they show up, they're really ready. And they only fight when they're ready, so you're going to see them put on a great performance, each and every one of them. Because if they're injured, they have something, they have nothing to prove like that. They're not like me, like a dumb American that's like, oh, I want to show the world I can fight. And something's like, cut weight three times. You know, that was my mistake. You're not going to catch them doing that, that, that stuff, you know. They have enough people, they've been in the game long enough to dodge mistakes like that. And I'm a first-generation fighter, so I have to take my licks so I can teach the next person that comes behind me. And that's okay if I have to set that type of example. But the Russian already has this, these, these things laid out. They're bred fighting, and they know how to only show up when they're, when they're ready. And then if they're not ready, they'll pull out. They'll be like, boom, we're ripping you from the fight. The Russian will pull out. Like If the camp didn't go perfect, they're not getting 100 takedowns around, they're out. And that's what you're seeing happens when the Russians pull out. And um, Khabib did a lot. Not that they're scared or nothing like that. They're just not firing off the way they want to fire off, you know. And it's kind of like cheating in a way because, but they're when they do show up, you, you can never you can never knock them for it because when they do show up, like pull out, pull out, show up, you're back on their side because they're amazing. So that's what's happening. But I think some of those times they're not firing off the way they want to fire off, and they're like. I'm not feeling good, count to the fight. And and that's by having the right people around them, guys with experience that been through this already, what I didn't have. Like, I shouldn't be cutting weight three times or whatever, but you know, we were new and we still believe we can do it. We have to learn, someone have to learn a lesson. Those guys don't have to learn that kind of lesson. When the Russians show up, they're sharp, bro. I'm noticing the same thing you're noticing. Like, they're pretty great. They're good at the sport. It's not that they're good fighters. They're good at the sport. The sport has like certain things and certain positions you can put people in. I'm noticing now, and by time, there's a lot of things that a coach can be working on that's not actually punching and kicking and strategizing and making things and making strategy strategy up. And I think that's what Khabib dad was good and he was good at figuring out certain positions, certain positions that take time to get up from certain positions that milk the clock, certain positions. If you do this, they'll do that. Like and. You know, a lot of one camps, one fighter, I, one fighter that you and me made reference to about doing that was Aljamain Sterling in his prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aljamain Sterling does it, but um, he does it with the back take and he rides the body lock, and anyone can ride the body lock and do it. It doesn't take a real scientist to ride the body lock, but if you look at Khabib and SNM, you can tell they have some type of system under positions, which they do. I can see it. You, you know, I watch. I you know. They got a system on their position. They got positions that when the guy does the right thing, they go to that position. that be able to bring him to that position. And if he's doing this thing, they come around and they do this. Then they grab the headlock. Then they get the handcuff. They have things that someone sat down and orchestrated. And that's what makes them good. And they're executing the game plan every time. And they have more miles in that department than other guys. So they're always willing to challenge a guy in that department. Because if you're working on this and they're not working on that, like, the MMA guys are always going to be working on striking, so um, unless the guy strikes with you, that's the only way you're going to be able to show you're striking. If I go out there and just wrestle the whole time, no matter if it's sloppy, don't throw a strike, you're not going to be able to strike. You're going to be able to defend first and then strike me if I get tired. But if I'm able to grapple for three rounds, you're never going to get the strike. You're going to have to have good defensive grappling, and then you're going to have to have good grappling yourself to out-grapple me, and that's what they're good at. 
I think Islam Makachev is just another breed. I really do. The more I look at tape, I rewatched his whole career basically, and the tape that I saw, dude, if if Dustin Poirier gets in there with him, Dustin's going to get submitted. If Dustin Gaethje gets in there with him, he's going to submit Justin. If yeah, he'll he submit Charles- all those guys because, like I said, he didn't want to do that old folk. Folk showed good defense. He was stocky. Short guys are kind of difficult too in their own way. So he knew, like I said, when he had Volk, he knew I got longer reach. I do hit hard. I do, I do have striking. I do hit the pads well. I do have kicks. Like I said, everyone's only thinking he had, he only has striking now. But I think all these look his his cousin Omar. Like you can't have someone in the room with good kicks and your other guy Usman and and Bellator with good kicks like that. And you guys are all family members or whatever. And then you have no striking. No, these guys have striking. It's just that they're not risking anything. They're going straight to where they know they can beat their opponent. And that's what you saw time after time until they got to the top. And then they ran into another top guy, which was Volk, who actually had defense, good defense or whatever. And he was like, okay, I'm going to use my striking. And that's what he did. He used his striking and... That's how he got it done. Of course, me, I was going for Volk. Like I said, I know Islam can win. I, I know if I, if you have to put your house on it, it was a late notice for Volk. I said it to you. Um, I'm with Islam. With uh, lightweight, as I was bringing up, I think two more fights with Islam. He's got three belts. Volk, uh, Volkanovski is a pound-for-pound pound fighter. Khabib had four belts. Islam has three. If Islam gets another two wins... Bro, he's the goat of lightweight. Let's not kid ourselves. Whilst Khabib was taking a couple rounds to finish Dustin and and Connor and all the rest, fucking Islam's just KOing the best fighter on the planet besides John Jones. Like, you have to be joking. You don't see John Jones get head kicked like that by by Cyril or some other guy, right? So so Islam's a different breed. I do see him. I do exactly see him, is. dude. He's he's he he's on the is. list. If you look at the list of topologies of the best fighters of all time, I always look at the top three hundred and I always look at them because I love to know where people are stacking. And Islam's fiftieth something, fifty third or something right now, right? If he if he beats these two, right, these two fights, gets those five titles, bro, he's gonna be in that he's gonna be in that twenty top twenty fighter range. And bro, if he if he fucking goes to welterweight and he's been Volk because a featherweight champion has all the lightweight titles and then goes to welterweight and gets that belt, bro, like, I don't even know what to say. It's not recency bias at that point. He just happens to be a top 15 best fighter of all time. I think I think he's performing better than GSP already. GSP is my favorite fighter, bro. He's my favorite fighter to make good guys look stupid. So... I think he's already performing that good, man. It's all on what you think, man. All of those numbers and all that, it's not real because you got... Nah, Trev, Trev, nah. It's about the accomplishment. It's about the fights. Like, think about GSP. If he's got 13 championships and Islam's got three, and then you equate it to what division you're in, you know what I mean? Like, a lightweight's much more competitive than than welterweight. Understood, understood, but understood... So we'll go by time, right? The guys that GSP fought, the level of guys that GSP fought, that level's gone, though, dude. Like, GSP was just on another level than from all of them. None of those guys can beat the guys that Islam is fighting now. The level right now is so competitive, so skilled. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, but, but, but the way I look at it right now, like, the body just... Man, I just think it's so harder to fight in this time, way harder to fight in that time. I know you say do it through timeline, but imagine, like, 
GSP had Danaher in his corner back then. Like, you know how good Danaher is in breaking things down? Like, I can only imagine someone with another coach like that. No one had a coach to even come close to that level of thinking to put guys on the ground. And, you know, so I just think, like, it's more out there now. A lot of guys have cross-training now from COVID. A lot of guys mix it up. So the level's more, like, everyone's really on the same level. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Five Star, for coming on the show. Follow Trevin Jones on Instagram, link in the description, and follow Anything Combat on Spotify. See you guys next time.